Are you deprived, perhaps discombobulated, maybe even distracted? You want more from life, from relationships, from God. Whether you're in a season searching for purpose or perhaps know your purpose but feeling lackluster or lost in the execution of it, this podcast was created for you. In fact, this isn't just a podcast, it's a movement, and we're on a mission to find the lost, welcome them in, and launch them into their greatest destiny, fully found in Him and founded on the rock. This is a table for a multitude of marketplace ministers to come together for fresh revelation, resources, and revival. Get ready to catch the fire and live fully free, fully found. This is the Founder Collective. Welcome to another episode of the Founder Collective. We are back. Let's go. We didn't get cut off after the pilot. (laughs) You know how many TV shows are like gone after the pilot episode? We we don't want to hear you anymore. That was not good. We're just not going to do that anymore. And Tamara trusted us again uh, to yeah. allow us on the mic. For now. She had another special session. I don't think Morgan and Janice, Morgan and Janice have not seen this yet or, or heard it. If they do, we'll probably be corrected really quickly. Um, but I'm excited to be back with you guys. I cannot wait. Just more and more of this. And like we talked about last time, it is just, this is your fly on the wall moment. These are the conversations that we have nonstop. Like this is not prefabricated. We didn't come up with a script. It is, okay, God, what do you want to talk about? And we'll try not to mess this up. We'll try not to wreck the Partridge family bus today. Mm. We're not going to wreck it today? No, we're going to let Tamara drive it. Oh, Oh, we'll get lost if I drive. Y'all know my driving story. If Tamara drives, we're going to get lost. (laughs) I'm okay, though, because guess what? We'll be found every time. Yeah, we do not want her anywhere near navigating or driving. She you know what's so comical bus. about that is I started a nonprofit in college, and I always say that I, I launched the first Uber before Uber was a thing for drunk driving. And so that people wouldn't drive while they were drunk in college, we started an entire enterprise, a fleet of cars that would hang out from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And we had, I was a navigator. I literally had like a navigation system. Luckily, they never got to where they needed to go. <laughs> they stayed in the car. Drunk we got people. puke, and it was terrible. Drunk people waking up in other people's houses. <laughs> they, were, they were on the news. They were on the news. Like no. the, the cereal cartons. Person missing just went out. They, like, like three cities away. Like I was living in Charleston, and now I'm in Atlanta. I was like, drunk, but I don't know you how already I got paid here. Stop it. Just you stop. They're like, this is not my house. You paid I'm for it. in charge of the business operation. Okay. <laughs> We're here. We're here now. We made it. I made, we it. made it. You made, made it. it. We're here. I mean, that's yeah. a big thing, T, that you're here right now. But she's in her house, so that's how we keep her locked in. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to drive to us. We did not have her driving here. Otherwise, this would have been I didn't make at least three U-turns. It's, it's, true. it's, it's true, but isn't that the walk, right? Isn't that the kingdom way of life? Like, it, it, we're here on earth and, and things get messy. We get a little lost sometimes, but he's recklessly pursuing us. And so I always tell my husband, because we laugh about this is like a common joke and it's okay. It doesn't offend me, is I'm never in a hurry. And it it doesn't ever ruffle my feathers when I get lost. I literally drove in the wrong direction for two hours one time. Two whole hours. I thought I was going somewhere. Based on that conversation, that conference that we talked about in, in the pilot. But Gary is always shocked by that. He's always like, 
you're right. You're never like agitated. You hate being late. But for some reason, when you get lost, you're not in a rush to be, to be found. And yeah. I'm like, I think because I just have this sense of knowing that I'm going to show up there. Like I'm going to be where I need to be at the timing I need to be. And that's like the reckless pursuit of love that we were talking about for God, from God to God. I struggle with that. Like I really struggle like with like if something doesn't go the way that I planned it to go, like it really flusters me and it kind of makes me all. And I'm learning like in this, like, you know, you don't have to be that flustered. It's okay. Maybe God wanted to do something else. And so like, that's, that's really encouraging. Cause I mean, like if I, if I'm 10 minutes late, like I'm bothered. Like if I'm five minutes late, I'm bothered. Three minutes, like if I'm late, like I like to be there at least 15, 30 minutes before the time. You were late happened. today, bro. But that's because I was working. <laughs> oh, man. Except it wasn't for you. Because, like, Except for I was just you, and me. Like, I was Be late bad for me, and then he walks in late. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but that's like family. That's the difference, right? That's the difference of agenda. <laughs> you were late today. Shut up. I told you this is going to be a podcast about accountability. Oh, no. But I, I would be I would be amiss, and Gary would be like, what? I only have that peace when I'm driving. Everything else, Jay, I, I cannot stand it. My kids know when they're late to school, it drives me nuts. If something, like I have a three o'clock today and if something goes awry, it makes me so yeah. tossed and turned. But I think Everybody. it's because I'm driving. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm working yeah. on it. Like You're everybody, like, <laughs> let's go. What are you doing? <laughs> one of the statements I say a lot and Morgan hates it. This is the one thing I can say it just gets under her skin and maybe that's why I say it. It is what it is. Like, that's my place in life. Like, I just, yeah. it is what it is. Like, there's things Thanks that I have control us. of and there's things I don't. Yeah. And yeah. it's that moment I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to stress over this. Out of all the things I could stress about right now, this is not something I'm going to put time, energy into yeah. because, you know, this is a question that's been on my heart since the beginning of the year. I, I was preparing for the first sermon of the year and, you know, I had a, like a week and a half break. And I said, okay, God, let's really invest. Let's get this season kicked off right. We're going to get a sermon series and nothing. How do you prepare for your sermon series? Do you get your Gandalf staff and say, <laughs> I thou said shall not pass? Rub on my majestic beard. <laughs> Those of you that only listen to this podcast will never know the majestic nature of this follicles that extend from my face. Oh my His God. beard has its own Instagram. That's or it should. Oh, it should. It has its own like thing. It's with it's your hairline. The, it's the beard and then Anthony. Your hairline and my beard have its own podcast. Stay tuned for that one. It's coming. You'll love it. Y'all um, just bad because I got here. That's what I be telling all my ball friends. Jesse, Terrace, they be messing with me. They all talk about my hairline. I was like, y'all, y'all just jealous that you have no hair. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> the Bible tells a story about the prophet who was bald and people picked on him and the bear ate them. There ain't no bear eating kids that made fun of people with hairlines. So I Jesus loves Jesus loves the bald man. I am the bear. That's the problem. Rain it in, boys. Rain it in. So I was preparing for this sermon series and I I thought this was thing was gonna be four weeks preparing and all I had was a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I here? And I begin to think about it, you know, and that's all you so get. So that you can show people your beard. That's <laughs> why you're here. <laughs> I can't. My cheeks are. We just started. A week and a half. I'm about to go preach. And I. this is all I got is a question. And I woke up that morning 
that Sunday morning, and you know, T, when you're about to speak, the worst thing in the world is when you have nothing. Mm, I like, hate that there's feeling. been moments in my ministry, there was one where I used to prepare every week and had yeah. to prepare to preach. And I remember getting up on a Sunday and God just said, you can preach that, but I'm not going to. And I was Ooh. like, uh, this was another one of those moments. This was my reminder moment because we do have to be reminded. Like we talked about the first and the, and the pilot. Sometimes we got to be whooped. Yeah, this was him whooping me and saying, "No, I'm not giving it to you yet because you don't even know why." So this question kept coming back: Why am I here? Why am I here? And then that morning, that Sunday morning, I woke up six o'clock, and it was one of those on your knees moments, like, "Lord, you better have something ready." And for the next three hours, man, he just poured the kingdom into me, and that's what it came back to: is why am I here? Is a kingdom question. And it is these moments where I took a wrong turn or I'm delayed or whatever it may be. I think the question we have to ask, and this walking into the new year is a perfect time. Everybody's working out at the gym. Everybody's doing these diets, whatever. But when you get in the gym, why am I in the gym? Is it to lose some weight? Well, you can lose two pounds and accomplish while you're here and never go back again. But what if the reason you're there is because I want to live a healthier lifestyle so I can extend my life by 10 years so I can be more present in my family, so I can be activated in kingdom call. Like It really gets it bigger when you begin to say, why am I here? For me as a pastor, why am I here? Is it to preach a sermon? Is it to lead a church? Or is it to make kingdom impact in the world around me? This podcast. Are we here just to talk and hang out? Now, we could do this all the time. We do do this all the time. What is the impact we're seeking to make? This is the kingdom question. In every moment you're in, stop worrying about how you got there, why you're here. Say, why am I here right now? And what am I doing to make a difference for the God that allowed me to be in this space and gave me the breath in my lungs and the beat in my chest to do it? Mm. I feel like I'm here because you wanted to tell me I needed to go to the gym now. <laughs> like, like <laughs> dang, you could have just told me. You didn't have to tell me on the podcast. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. This you. is an intervention. We just, <laughs> just shrouded it in podcast. I'm going to Planet Fitness after this. <laughs> well, Anthony, as you're saying that, and I, I was processing from the question that Jay asked about, like, how do you get ready? That word, like, readiness, I think is something that is so directly connected to presence that mm. we forget. And we try to like ready our own spirit. We try to ready our own body. We try to we try to prepare. And over and over again, we get stuck in this preparation cycle and we get our feelings hurt or we don't have the, the full Holy Spirit move of God for the church service or we get let down because we're not actually focused on the presence. We're focused on the preparation and we're focused on what we just made. Right. And so one of the things that I felt the Lord speak to me after a quiet time last year, he's like, I need you to stop getting ready. I need you to stop preparing. I am such a detail oriented person. And yeah, and it's sometimes it's great. Sometimes we would never be here if I wasn't detail oriented. Okay. That's true. That is a fact. (laughs) However, comma, I am confident in the fact that there is some releasing that I also need to do. And last year, the Lord, after a quiet time, said, speak now. Speak what I just taught you right now. And I was on my Peloton, and I thought, right, this moment. And instead of me watching it, because I don't generally do that, or listening to a podcast or learning like I often do, he's like, go live right now. 
And so I went live and I started teaching what I had just received. And with that teaching was live processing. And this is something you don't generally see a pastor do on a Sunday morning with church because we go anticipating that the Lord has prepped something for that pastor all week long, and now it's time for us to eat our meal. But I want people to like be okay with the deconstruction of, and this is why the session in the Founder Collective is so rich, because we're just welcoming you into our house and we do not even have the ingredients pulled out of the fridge yet. Yeah. It's not all prepped. And yet the aromas that you're about to smell, sometimes good, sometimes Anthony, it doesn't always work out. <laughs> <Sometimes Anthony. laughs> Come on, that was good. You guys are giving me in, in inspiration to be funny. But I sat there on the bike and I was literally laughing at some points, crying at some points, and in shock of what God can do when we actually stop preparing and we just get in his presence. Yeah. That's kingdom. It's the hardest sermon to preach is the one across the table from somebody. Mm. I think it's why people shy away from conversations or get in that place. We, we, even as pastors, we'll hold counseling sessions. What's your issue? I'll go read some books and prepare for it so I can have a scripture for you and all that. So realistically, we're not even listening on how you got here. We're trying to treat the symptoms you got. When yeah. you sit down with a person across the table that you've not, and you just have a conversation, it really is this Holy Spirit moment. Like, God, you better give me the word because they may say something to shock me, yeah. knock me off. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. I Those are the most powerful moments for me is when I know I wasn't prepared to talk about the things I'm talking about. And I almost had this out-of-body experience. And it's not about me because it's awkward. Absolutely. I never would have gotten there if you'd asked me to. But it's in that place you almost have this out of body experience. Like, oh, that's good. You better go write that down when you're done because you didn't come up with that. I that's think that, that we made. make things idols, right? Ooh. Like we make yeah. things oh, idols, totally. right? So that totally. my time, my doing this, I have to do it. This Bible, this coffee cup, this candle, this thing, and they become the idols. And this is the only way that the Lord can speak to me is in this, right? And like the Lord was checking me. He was like, you can't just spend time with me because you want something from me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like our kids, like my kids, like that, can I have this? I'm like, you didn't even say hi to me today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dad, my cell phone broke. Can you replace my screen? And I'm like, you didn't even say hi. I just saw you. I just you went to school. You came home. You haven't said a word to me, but you're asking me for something. And how much does that irritate, like, us? That's the epitome of our prayer life sometimes, you know what too. I'm saying? Like, like, it's just this, like, I'm just going to sit down with the Lord and ask him for all this stuff instead of saying, like, Lord, how are you today? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Creating me a clean heart, oh, Lord. You know yeah. what I mean? Renew the right spirit within inside of me, right? The children of Israel did that, right? They went into this wilderness. They get lost. It was a cloud, uh, all right? Cloud by day, fire by night. And I think that what happens is we start worshiping the cloud. Yeah. Or we start worshiping the fire. Yep. Instead of worshiping him, the one who created yep. the cloud, the one who created the fire. And I think that's what we're talking about. Like, why are we here? We are here so that we can worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And everything that we do runs out from that. Hmm. Well, just you, as you're speaking, what keeps coming to me is that we want the present, but we're not willing to be in the presence. 
And that's what your children were doing. That's when we become, when things become false idols, we're like, oh, I got the financial sound. I got it. I got the check that I needed. I'm able to do the thing. And then you're so fixated on money and you're not even in gratitude and you're not ready for the next thing. And you're not open to receive because you're not willing to be in that place. You're just, you're just holding on to a present. And that's not how God, that's not what God's desire is. He's yeah. like, I have all the riches of, of the kingdom at your leisure because I want to co-air this, this with you. Right. right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, that's, that's important. That co-air. We're co-air, like he wants us to be in that place, but we have to plug into him, right? Like if our cell phone dies, what happens? We ain't getting no phone call. We got no yeah. service. We out. You ain't Googling nothing. Mm-hmm. You ain't yeah. nothing until you plug that phone in and all. We, we're, we're getting lost because we ain't got no navigation. Freedom. We just go drive. Like, uh, but when we plug that thing in and we get power back, I think that that's what we're supposed to be like. Like uh, my homeboy, Jesse, all of our, you know, everybody knows Jesse. He always says you have to work from rest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah not rest to work you work from rest right well that's the exact definition of kingdom yeah from that yeah from that being co-air i'm relaxing in the lord i'm getting information i know that like when i don't rest when i don't sleep when i don't when i like then i'm more temperamental right like when i'm tired like i'm more agitated i'm more this and that and i think that the lord is trying to get us to rest in him to trust in him lean not on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct their path. We spend so much time looking at our situations that we're not looking to the hills from which cometh our help, right? And if our help is coming from the Lord and we're looking at this situation, then we'll never be able to see him. All right, quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption, it's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the Founder Collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in Him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with Him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly Founder Collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast, talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. It's taking place in Washington, D.C., November 8th through the 11th. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family, it's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup. 
for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. I was talking to a worship leader the other day, and, uh, and he was saying that he went out into this service and he was playing, uh, he was playing a bass. And he was playing the bass from uh, on on a worship for the worship team, but none of the other people knew, knew the song, and they were just so fixated on the chord chart that they didn't pay attention to anything else. And he's jumping around and saying, "Like, go pay attention here. I can tell you where to go so that we can connect with the congregation." And nobody looked anywhere but down. And he, and I think that that's what we do as. Christ followers sometimes as Christians, we start looking down so much that we're not looking up to see what the Lord is saying to us, to see who he has in front of us, to see who he has for us to speak a word to. We're in the grocery store with our earbuds in because we're tired and we're exhausted. And so we have no time for the person that's grabbing the peanut butter by us that the Lord is trying to tell us. Like, why don't you tell them how much I love them today? I'm not saying that you have to sit there and give them a message, but the Lord wants us to encourage. We are the salt of the earth. We're the ones that give the world flavor well let this is powerful because i think the reason why i'm going to bring it back to a word you said that i think misrepresented in the body of christ of what rest truly is now we talk about the sabbath a lot and i'm going to read the ten commandment the fourth one that talks about sabbath and we're going to invest some time into this rest because you can't see the person next to you because you're exhausted you're tired well i have sabbath on sunday and i go to church guess what that's not what was intended it is not spending time so i want to share this real quick and then we'll dive into this because i think this is a powerful moment somebody needs to be released for what a sabbath looks like so he's speaking to an agrarian society who work from sun up to sundown six days of the week so they invest the majority of their day in working and the rest of it is eating and sleeping. So there is nothing else in that work day to spend time with him. So what he's saying is because you work six days, I want you to give me a seventh day. I want you to give me a whole of a day because he says uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God on it. You shall do not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant, or your female servant, or your livestock, or your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. I think this concept of rest, too many people like, well, Sunday, or depending on if you're really holy, and you go to another Saturday's my Sabbath, whatever your Sabbath day is, most of us do not rest on our Sabbath. Going to church is not resting. If we look at the concept of the Sabbath, Jesus challenged this because he healed on the Sabbath. He worked on this day that was set aside. But if we want to really look at what the Sabbath looked like for Jesus before he ever did something big or when he got done doing something big, he got alone with the Father. It's the concept of rest that it's not about a 24-hour day. He used it in that space, speaking particular to people who were investing the whole of their day. We don't work the whole of the day anymore. But if we do, we need to set aside a day where we are resting. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to be with my family. I'm not going to be kids. I'm just going to get alone with the Father. Like It really means take things off of your plate. Invest some time, whether it's with family like this, and sharing those moments and breathing, getting ready, because then 
it is that misdirection between work and home on a Monday where everything went wrong that you don't lose your direction because you got yeah. that moment of rest with the Father. And he's prepared you to make it through the mistakes, through the hard moments and say, I cannot lose sight of the kingdom calling in my life that if this person next to me needs to get something and I'm in a place to give it, God choose me. Yeah. So this might be interesting. As you're talking about that, I am processing a forced Sabbath, a.k.a. COVID. I've never Man. looked at it from this lens, wow. but I think yeah. about what has come out of the church and the kingdom here on earth since that time where Sabbath wasn't Sunday football because Sunday football didn't exist. So there was no false idling that. It wasn't going to church. It yeah. wasn't your everyday practice of worship. It wasn't your business. It wasn't any of those things. And family actually got like the the focus again, because maybe you were driving yourself or themselves crazy. But regardless, we got to be in our in our home front. And yeah. kingdom is to, supposed to go out of the place of rest. Right. And that's how we're supposed to operate the rest of the week. And oftentimes we're running to church to like receive something rather than coming and actually just enjoying the community and worshiping what has happened all week. And so I just, I've never really put COVID and Sabbath together, but when we have Sabbath, you actually get to hear from the Lord because you're slowed to the point of rest. And so that's then how we activate from. But that's not what the church generally teaches. No, I think real. about two things real quick. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stop. I know I usually cut you off. But I was thinking about this. When your body gets so tired because it's not gotten any sleep, what does your body do? Shut down. Shuts down. When yeah. your body, when you hold your breath and you're wow. not breathing, eventually you're going to pass out and your body will do what? Shut down. Breathe. I believe it's the same way in the body of Christ. We were so busy doing the things that... We just got shut down. And I'm yep. not saying God sent the pandemic. Right, right. That is not what Me I'm neither. Saying. But he used this moment to try right. to get our attention. And it's amazing how many people kept doing what they did in their home. I got to build my house. I got to work, work, work. Instead of just taking that moment to really invest time and energy in family, relationship, and spending time with him. So. My marriage wouldn't have stayed together without COVID. Mm. Wow. Hands down. Yeah, wow. Like, that's what caused us to get even closer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it would have stood uh, without COVID. Like, it, there, there was no way. It's like, you know what I mean? It really caused us to both look any, at ourselves and look at our relationship, what we're doing to our relationship. It really caused us to talk about it. It causes, like, we can't go nowhere, so we might as well sit here and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is what I need help in. This is what you need help in. And it really caused us to have those important conversations and understand how important those conversations are. You know what I mean? Like, I so I I know that the Lord says that he uses things and he makes them good. Yeah. Right. He makes yeah. beautiful things out of dust. He made yeah. us. Right. How yeah. many marriages, though, fell apart and suffered because they didn't take that time to invest? Yeah. I don't know. Right. I think I that's I the think what we're seeing. Have, yeah. We're seeing so many that even in their home where they were free from work, they got in. Well, we got to restore this, build the house, do all this. And even in their homes where they had time, they didn't spend time together because yeah. they really didn't like one another going in. And now I'm forced to spend time. Yeah. So let's stay busy so we don't have to invest that time in. I just think it, looking at what the Lord 
looking at things through the, the lens of the Lord is important, right? Like we sing that song, open the eyes of my heart, God. Lord, uh, I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up, right? Oh but we God. sing that song. I was singing that this morning. So long ago, right? But that song is so his heart. Like he wants to open up our eyes. That is a prayer that I pray, like, will open my eyes. And that's the thing. Like once your eyes are open. It can't be, they're not going to be closed again. Like you can look away all you want to. It doesn't mean your eyes weren't open, right? You can look away, but your eyes were open to something. And I'm like, Lord, open my, let me see. Like with my wife, I had to say, let me see her how you see her. Yeah. Let, I don't want to see her through the lens of hurt or disappointment or whatever, right? Or lust. Or like that's a real thing, right? We can lust after things, after people, after their relationship, right? We can even lust after our wife, and then it's not real and intimate. We're not right. seeing her sure. who she right. is. Right. We're just yeah. seeing her booty. We're seeing her as an object, right? <laughs> For sure. Right? As an object of something a saying, Am I worshiping the cloud? Am I worshiping the fire? Or am Come I on. worshiping the one who gave me to me? Come on. Or your wife's booty. Or my wife's booty. I like booty. <laughs> no, but it's so good. And I think what, as you're saying this, and we talk about Sabbath, we talk about kingdom and presence and attention. I just go back to this thing that drives me so nutty. And it's this idea of busyness being so glorified. And mm. everyone's just, net, nobody's good anymore. Like, how are you? I'm good. And like, I'm really busy. And they have a smile on their face. And I'm like, um, that doesn't really go together. Yeah, I want my fun. schedule is full, but it's intentional is the word I always pre put as a precursor. And if I don't, then I do feel overwhelmed. Then I can get stuck in, in focusing on the time clock and all these things. And there's no room for the presence of God to exist in my day. But when I'm intentional and my intentionality is premised on kingdom experience and kingdom conversation and kingdom build, and this is for anybody, whether it's your business that has Christian faith oriented in or not as a, it is that it's always kingdom. We're always in that place. But the definition of kingdom, if you break down that word, the king is be, this is the being, it's the identity that you are a co-heir, that you do have rights towards the throne. And the dumb is the dominion, the doing, it's the doing of. And so most people are busy because they're busy doing and they're not being. Rest comes out of being first because you are a daughter and son, because you have this title, you now have a calling and a purpose here on earth rather than just running a rat race like everybody else. Yeah. What if the misdirection moments, the, the moments T takes a wrong turn and ends up an hour out of pocket. What if that's a moment God intended for your rest and you wouldn't have taken Come it on. if you could. I think that goes back to that kingdom so mentality. Good, yeah. Sometimes we see it as like, okay, God, you're positioning me to do something here. And he said, no, I just want you to be here. Maybe I just want you to be with me in this moment. That's why I got you alone in the car yeah, and yeah. you made the mistake. Just breathe listen and because you never know what's on the other end of this trip this travel this moment so for it's sure definitely a thing i was at a worship rehearsal the other day right and like i guess the circuit went bad somewhere so the circuit breaker would not turn back on but it was like one of those circuit breakers that you plug a lot of stuff in not just like a power strip like yeah. it, it so you were 
we plugged everything in and it still didn't work. So then we figured it was a circuit and circuit breaker. And we was like, man, I, we can't, we can't reach it right now. So we had all already went into another um, little chapel and there was just a piano in there. We were just playing the piano going over the songs and the presence of God came in there because it was two separate groups. So one was going to go here. One was going to go there. Well, we couldn't. So he had to bring us all together. Mm-hmm. And because we all came together, the presence of God came in that place. Mm-hmm. And like we stayed for the rehearsal almost at 10 o'clock. We had to tell the piano player, like, take your hands off that piano or we're going to be here <laughs> all night. Like if we could have, we would have. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. Like it, it, it was it was something that the enemy was trying to do to get us frustrated that we can turn around. And if we give it to God, his presence can breathe on that place and we become better and we become more fulfilled in our bad situations when we allow the Lord to breathe on it. When we don't allow ourselves to get so frustrated that we can't hear from the Lord in the car because we went two hours the wrong way. But in that two hours the wrong way, the Lord starts speaking to us. And he really wanted to talk to us. Yeah. He wanted to spend that time with us. So, like, are we going to give him that time or is chaos have to ensue for us to have that time with him. And I'd rather just give it to him. I don't want to just talk to my dad, right, when something is going wrong. I want to talk to my dad in good times. I don't just talk to you guys when there's something going wrong. We just talk because we like to talk to each other, right? And so I think that's how we have to start seeing our relationship with the Father. It's like, I'm not just talking to you because I need something from you. I'm talking to you because I am a part of you. And that was the purpose of the Sabbath. If I did all this in six days and I made intentional time to stop, we have to build intentional time to stop so we don't have to be stopped. Mm. It doesn't have to be a day, a 24-hour period. It is a moment of merely getting away with the Father. And if you have people in your life, it's okay to get away together. But truly getting in that moment saying, man, we're here. And I think maybe this is a piece of this podcast is these time we spend together, there's spin together. There's going to be moments that we just get alone with him in this space and he talks to us and mm-hmm. we're like, dang, I needed to hear that today. Yeah. Like that's so good. Yeah. Well, and I think too there, that you can actually operate from a spirit of rest. So yeah. you can actually be and do simultaneously and still be at rest. And this is something that I've been questioned about a lot because I do move pretty quickly and I'm very decisive and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to take you with me. I'm an action oriented person. And I found that there are people who can't handle that and they've poked fingers. They've pointed fingers. They've been like, you're going to get sick if you don't stop. I'm worried about your marriage. If you keep going, I'm, I'm worried about your family. And this is projections, Right. These are projections that often happen to us because of what somebody else has experienced or sees. And I keep going back to, but you don't know my God. You don't know what he's taught me. You don't know what he's equipped me with right now. You don't know what he just told me and why I'm operating in this way. And so this is why I think conversations like this allow us to open and, and like open up that, that system and, and reveal what it is or how it is that you're doing those things. And to it, for it to be a space also of being okay to be corrected. Cause my husband can immediately know when I've hit that breaking point, when I'm no longer in that spirit of rest. And he's like, you need to stop. 
but he knows the antithesis of that. And when he does, I might come to him and complain out of my flesh, be like, I am so tired. And he's like, keep going. I don't feel like I can do it. I feel broke. No, you're not. Keep going. You've got all the resources you need. And I can complain over my situation, over my fleshly situation, when he knows what the spirit and what the kingdom is possible and capable of and where my anointing is. So mm-hmm. I think that's why this is so special is because you guys can, we can see that in each other because we've given each other access to the knowing of that. Yeah. Right. And that access yeah. point is critical. Yeah. You know, I think that's the purpose when we look. Aunt, you talk about access a lot. I was going to say, you know, I think it's the purpose of the Ten Commandments. Jesus made it very simple to love the Lord your God with everything. That's the first commandment. Yeah. That was the first four commandments. Because then the second commandment, just as important as the first, is to love your neighbor as yourself. What he was saying is the moment you begin to spend that intimate time, the moment you remove the idols out of the way, the moment you stop using his name in vain and you really tie into what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do it. Those first four commandments, when you spend that intimate time with him, then you understand your value. You understand how he values you, how he loves you. And then you begin to love the fellow image bearers around you, your neighbors, the people you don't choose. You don't pick that just look like you act like you sound like you. It is genuinely every person that was created in the image of God. You begin to love them in the way that you're loved. Yeah. And that only happens spending time with him, being intentional about that, not getting busy and knowing that it is an intimate place. Your rest looks different than mine. Right. It's not a day. That's where the brokenness of people like you have to do it on this day from this time, sun up to sundown. Yeah. You've missed it because my rhythms are different than yours. But you have to build and be intentional about that time. Jesus's look drastically different than everyone else. But he was intentional about it because he knew when he needed it. That's good. I think that's really good, especially because like a lot of times, like people who don't spend time with the Lord are when when we don't, like when I don't spend time with the Lord, I am easily um like frustrated with people who try to tell me what to do. Yeah. Right. But when I spend time with the Lord and people try to tell me what to do, I'm like. That's not what the Lord asked me to do. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, value I don't, you I don't owe somebody an explanation about yeah. what I'm doing when the Lord has told me to do something, right? And then people come in your life like, well, you should do it this way. Like, no, that's, that's, not, that's not what the Lord told me to do. I'm that's not going to do anything outside of that. I'm going to do what he asked me to do. And every time that I don't, when I don't spend time with the Lord, when I don't ask him to order my steps, then I find myself into something that really frustrates me, right? Like I've had some friends ask me to do some things like that, or they wanted to do this or do that. Or I had a friend who wanted to start a church and he was like, I want you to be my worship pastor. And like, I love this person and I want to be around this person, but the Lord was like, don't do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Then we get along great. He's like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, man. You know what I mean? And so, like, but if I would have walked into that, then I wouldn't walk into what he wanted me to do. I don't even know what that is yet. Right? But I know that he has a different direction for me. And that's the hard thing about it is that sometimes the direction that he has for you, nobody else will understand. But you still have to walk it out. If you don't spend time with him, you're still looking for value in other places. Mm -hmm. And you'll go from place to place to place to people who value you. 
but they will never value you to the level of the one who's calling you. And once you spend time with him and learn to value yourself, then you're not seeking value in other people. Mm. And the moment they don't give it to you, you begin to undervalue them because they didn't give you what you thought you needed. When you receive the value and you see the direction, that's why it's important to receive that time. Yeah. Because then when somebody does something to you, you can value them, even though they aren't worthy of being valued. Mm, I already got that from God. I don't need to hear it from you. I love you, though. And God bless you for thinking that you had to tell me that. Yeah. But you can go and kick rocks. You know, why are you doing it you. this way? Why don't you? You know, normally you should do it this way. Be like, well, that might be the reason why you still stuck because you keep doing it that way. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go ahead and do it this way because I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be stuck in the same mindset. I don't want to be stuck in the same thought. But like, I just don't want to be stuck in the same thought pattern because the old thought patterns would get me into trouble. My, I would go off with my mouth because that's the old thought patterns. And I'm like, OK, Lord, I'm not going to do that. Somebody says something to me. I, I have to learn to be like, OK, I'm not OK. Yeah. I'm just quiet because I don't have to defend. He's like, you do not have to defend me. Hmm. I'm like, what do you Ask mean? For someone. He's like, you do not have to defend me. I can defend myself. Oh. We just That's got a whole nother show of nuggets. <laughs> and I hope y'all enjoyed this because I got something out of this. Yeah. Just talking this through. Um, and I'm excited for whatever lies next. I'm excited for y'all to be on this journey with us. Come on.